Welcome to the Vault Studio NFL Podcast. Uh, I'm your host tonight, Dan Stewart, and uh, joined in the studio as always by my co-host James. James, how's it going? How are you, buddy? This feels a little bit strange. It feels a little I bit like weird. It. it feels a little bit weird. Um, Nadine Amos, one of our big fans, one of our Patreons, has already noticed the change up. Yes, yes, she has. Yeah, you forgot to click record on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I did You're already too. letting me down. I've already let you down. <laughs> That's all right. No, no, I'm, I'm very excited. It's good yeah. to be here. Um, been a big week of NFL. We've had a football game. We have finally had a football game. It wasn't a bad football game. I enjoyed it. It's, it good, to wa- it's good to watch football again at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, and you can watch the young guys play and, yep. you know, yep. fringe guys make a name for themselves. It yeah. was good. Exactly. So, um, basically, I'll just quick intro. Uh, that was some new music from old new music. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Mark uh, Colombo. Yeah, free reign. They're good, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think they exist anymore. Their website doesn't work. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, anyway. It was a, you know, it was good to mix it up a little bit. You know, it was nice. Brought, brought it in, so there you go. So I just wanted to point out something in the article that I found. Uh, considering all three players weigh over 300 pounds, it only makes sense they are referred to as heavier than metal. Can I guess who the other two other than Mark Colombo are? Go for it. From that time? Yep. Andre Grode? No. Leonard Davis? Yes. And the other guy was a backup. Proctor? Yes. Corey Proctor? Yeah, very nice. Boom! Very nice. There we go. He was a backup. He wasn't that, he wasn't there that long, Corey, but no. very cool. Well, you got that, a band. Um, anyway, so if you guys uh, are new or or not new, you can always support us on Patreon. Keep uh, keep the, the podcast going. You can uh, sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com backslash the vault studio. You can five bucks a month. Less than a cup of, less than the cost of two cups of coffee. Uh, bear with me as I host live uh, for the first time. I've only ever hosted Getting Hard, which is not live. Um, you can also go and check out our website, thevaultstudio.com.au. You can like us on Facebook. If you're watching us live, then you're on our Facebook page. You can give us a like. You can give us a like right there. Uh, and yeah, other than that, that's about it. Uh, quick rundown on the show today. We're going to be doing the NFC South preview, which is... Very exciting, I guess. Um, and then go through the newsroom. There's a, there's a bit of news this week. Bit Tons of news. of news. That's what happens when it's preseason. You 100%. Start, you start getting a bit of news. Um, do you want to make an announcement? I do. So yes. I have decided. Yes, you did. We are going to start what's called a fine system. Okay. Okay. So we're going to have rules. Yep. Swearing Yep. is a $1 fine. Okay. Okay, and we need everyone watching and listening to keep us, you know, keep us honest. So if we it's swear, legit, yep. it's a one dollar fine. Doesn't mean we don't have to swear. It just means when we swear, we we know it's a one dollar fine. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna be fined three dollars every time I refer to the Dallas Cowboys when I'm talking about another team. Yep. For example, if I say, you know, it's like the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, <laughs> I'm going to get fined for that. Okay. And you're going to get fined $3 every time you do the same for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. We sh- I'll just talk about the Dallas Cowboys and you talk about the Vikings. We'll just do it like that. Loophole. Yeah. All right? All right. So that's going to be our fine. So $3, $1 for swearing. Yes. Anyone who comes on the show has the same system. Okay. When Richie's back in a couple of weeks, he'll have the Tampa Bay Buck rule and then the swearing rule as well. Of course. And then we'll, uh, I'm gonna, I've got a jar coming, yes. a swear jar. And we're gonna, everyone's going to have some dollar coins for when they need it. We're going right. to fill up the jar and we're going to use that for uh, the bar fridge or whatever we use it for, but right. that's going to be the fine system. So nice. if that, everyone else has got to keep us at bay and if they hear us, make sure they uh, fucking tell us. 
Yep, that sounds good. Um, that's a dollar there. <laughs> um, and also, didn't you want to have uh, if people can propose rules as well? Wasn't that a something we mentioned? Yes. So yeah. if anyone thinks of something they want to be a rule, yep. they can put it to us. We can decide whether it's legitimate or not. Yep. But yeah, we can have a if you think of a rule that you want put in for a fine, let us know. All right, I like it. Let's do it. Um, and I guess the only other final piece of housekeeping is if you haven't ordered a t-shirt yet, you've got less than a week left. Yeah. Next Sunday it closes. The t-shirts are great. Uh, we've been, like I think we said last week, just overwhelmed with the amount of t-shirts people have already mm. pre-ordered. Um, we're very happy with the support we were getting. Not just with t-shirts, just in general, but the t-shirts that added bonus. Yep, 100%. So get on there, buy them. Thirty-four ninety-nine includes shipping. Uh, and I said... All proceeds are going to be going just getting more t-shirts so we can give them away as prizes and whatnot. Yep. Um, but get on board. And to everyone out there, Madden 19 comes out on Friday. I know a lot of people in the show are going to play some Madden, so get ready for that too. I'm excited for you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yep. I love Madden. Uh, we'll just jump into the newsroom, won't we? It's time to go into the newsroom on the Vault NFL Podcast. All right. Well, the first news is Josh Petraka is um, says that maybe we should have two dollars every time Jay mentions he hates another team in the NFC East. It's a fair point. I hate the Eagles. Though. <laughs> I don't have to like teams, <laughs> Petraka. No, look, that sounds fair. Okay. Right. Can, can I say? Is it just the word hate though? If I say, look, as much as I dislike the Eagles, it has to be hate. That's the key word. We'll, we'll see what they say when, yeah. when the stream catches up. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yep, yep. All right. So up first, the uh, Browns traded Corey Coleman to the Bills for a late-round pick. Um, yeah. Massive news. So he was the 15th pick in the draft two years ago. So yep. going into his third year, um, he was my number one receiver that year. I can remember it wasn't a great receiver year. But, yeah, they've, they've moved on. And just another failed first-round pick for the Cleveland Browns, which is incredibly disappointing. Uh, but, yep. They've moved on, and we'll um, see how he goes. I guess it's for the Bills, it's a no-risk, high-reward sort of situation. If he comes in and becomes a really good player for them, he's obviously got the talent to do it. Yep. So it's a good chance to take for a late-round pick. Uh, they don't have a ton of receiver talent in Buffalo, so he joins guys like Zay Jones. So I think it'll be Calvin Benjamin, so he's a nice little piece there. Yes. We'll see how that works out. But for the Browns, um, I guess my thought is, are they making room for Des Bryant? Because that's the rumor. I don't know if they are, but it's a big move. Could be. Could be. Um, up next, we got uh, the Falcons have signed uh, safety Ricardo Allen to a three-year, $19.5 million extension. Yeah, it's a pretty big money for for Ricardo. He's a really good safety. I wouldn't call him an amazing safety. Yep. But he is very important to their defensive system. And I guess... You know, Dan Quinn, who was an ex-Seattle Seahawk, he wants that Earl Thomas-style guy. Yep. He's obviously a poor man's Earl Thomas, which doesn't mean he's a bad player because Earl Thomas is pretty good. But this guy's kind of that role. I think, you know, pretty good money. You're going to see a lot of these sorts of players get extensions that feel like a lot of money, but knowing what the cap's going to do in the next year or so, it's going to end up not being as much money in the long run. No, I mean... I don't think he's going to be too upset with nineteen and a half million, no. but the team is also going to be okay with it because knowing, as every team is doing at the moment, they know 
It's just going to keep going up. They, they know when that t- those TV rights get discussed, it's yep. potentially going to hit $200 million when that money will mean nothing. Exactly. So, yep, that's good. Up next, uh, the Cardinals center, AJ Shipley, is out for the season with an ACL tear. Is it the first ACL tear we've had so far? Um, no, actually, we didn't mention it last week, but Jason Verrett, the corner from the Chargers, did his ACL. And I think that's Hunter right. Henry yes. did his ACL, the that Chargers tight yep. end, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, Jason Verrett, I'll just quickly mention him. Really disappointing for him. Another injury setback for a, you know who was an outstanding corner. Um, in terms of AJ Shipley, you know, they're now going to have to start a rookie third-round pick at center. Center's a tough position, especially in the NFL. They make a lot of calls, a lot of reads. It's hard to replace veterans. Uh, so that's going to definitely affect the Cardinals. And then from an AJ Shipley point of view, he's going to be 32 years old at the end of the season, going into free agency after an ACL tear. So it's nothing but bad news for him too. It's going to really affect his future. Yep. He probably will only get a one-year small contract next year now yep. where... You know, he's been a pretty solid player. He's probably looking for a multi-year deal to wind out his career. Yep. But that's going to affect him in that level as well. So, yeah, just bad news all around. And as I said, we've said it time and time again, I don't like guys getting hurt from any team because no. I want the best players on the field because it's better to watch. Yep. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. So this is not going to help anyone. It's not going to help our watching. It's not going to help their, their winning. So it's, it's bad news. Um. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you say... You know, he'd be looking for that final contract to take him a couple of years. And, um, you know, you're, he's going to get basically, he'll probably get, what, a one-year deal, the kind of like a prove-it deal that you, you're you not, that the, the injury, you're all good from it. And then you'd hope for another multi-year after that. But Maybe, but at 33, there's not yeah, many exactly. guys getting multi-year no. deals. So. I would just say, Hayden Alice just mentioned, $1 for every OBJ not in your top 10. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Hayden, you corpse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's all good. So that's sad. Um, Reagan says, uh, so with the cap going up, would you sign players to contracts they want? For example, Levy and Bell and Jarvis Landy, Landry. I'd be, I would be signing people to contracts now. I would. I think Jarvis Landry got way too much money, and his is a long term deal, it's like a five year deal, which you know, it's it's a bit too long term for me. In terms of Levy and Bell, I made it clear no matter what the cap would do, I'd be signing him. But you know, from what they offered him, it was a fifteen million dollar a year deal, yep. which would make him almost twice, twice, sorry, double the amount of pay than the second highest running back gets paid. So yep. the fact that he turns that down, there's not a lot you can do about that. He's it's gonna be very interesting what happens with him. But Landry is probably a bit too much money. But in saying that, well, um. You know, I would. The Landry money probably won't be that big a deal in a couple of no. years. And what the Browns have is a ton of cap space. So why not lock down talented players when you've been so crap for so long? You've got to take chances somewhere. Yep. Um, and that's what they've done with Landry. So I don't disagree with that move. Yep. So um, speaking of your $1 fine for every OBJ not in top 10, the Giants are working on a deal with OBJ. They're trying to make him what, the highest paid receiver ever, trying to sort this out. They don't want mm. him away anymore either, obviously. So... We'll it's, see. It's risky. I, if honestly, if it was me, I'd wait till the end of the year to see how he matures this year. Yep. Um, he's had some issues. I don't think it'll be a big deal. I don't think they'll let him walk. No. But put some pressure on him and make him wait a year. But maybe they're thinking they can get a cheaper deal now, so that's what they're doing. But I don't. I don't know if they will. I think he's going to get paid no matter what. And this is a guy you don't want to lose. So if it means you got to pay him now, then I guess do it. But it, it's going to be risky with OBJ because. He's off seasons every year of not being good. No. They haven't been promising. So it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens there, but he'll get paid. He'll be the highest paid wide receiver ever at some point. Yeah, he's got it. 
At some point, he's got to pull his thumb out. And yeah, and Julio Jones will then beat it the year after and it'll start going up again. But yep. he'll reset the market for sure. Yep. Um, Taron Austin is looking great in training camp with the Cowboys. So mm. your comment is, can the Cowboys be the team to finally get him going? Well, yeah, the, the Rams never got him. This guy was the eighth pick in the draft. He's a running back slash slot receiver. Yep. Very versatile guy. We've heard this before from Tavon Austin. Is he... Is he good enough to to make it as an all down guy? Um, from what I've seen in training camp, he's looked great. But training camp's training camp, and we'll yes. see what happens. But this guy's got all the talent in the world. It's now time to see if someone can use him. And with the receiving talent the Cowboys have, this guy could end up being the best guy on that roster. So yep. it's interesting. It's just good to see. In the past, all I've heard is bad reports from training camp for Tavon Austin. So seeing positive ones is is a good start. Yep, oh, that's right. Um, Titans have signed Kenny Vaccaro to replace uh, Jonathan Cyprian, who's injured. At, so uh, he did his ACL too, yeah. which is a shame for him. A young, another young guy who's about to go into a contract year too, so he'll miss that. Yep. The big thing here, Kenny Vaccaro, he really struggled last year. He's a former first round pick, so he's got ability. But the big one here is Eric Reed. Again, Eric Reed gets snubbed. Eric Reed was outstanding down the stretch for the 49ers last yep. year, yep. and he's still not in the NFL. And I just, I know he's suing. He's suing the Bengals, I believe, for collusion. Because he joined the suit with, um, with Kaepernick, Kaepernick as well. So, yeah, yeah he's uh, – it just it baffles me in an age where safeties are so important that this guy, like, this guy should be signed. I, I can't Absolutely. believe that any team Absolutely. in the NFL should be signing Eric Reid. Yep. And the fact that he was – I don't think he was even interviewed for this. They wouldn't even bring him in for a look. It baffles me, and I can't work it out. And it's a complete snub, and it's the same with Kaepernick. But it's a shame because, I said, we want the best players playing. And right now, Eric Reed's a top 15 safety, no doubt about it. And yep. he's not getting to play football. Yep, I agree. Um, we're just I'll slot something in here. Did you see the reports that apparently Aaron Donald wants... They offered him $21 million a year. What? That's, and he turned it down. And he turned it down. He wants QB money, which that would put him into QB money anyway. But... If he wants more than $21 million a year, he's yeah. going to free agency. Yeah. And I... Oh, do you think he'll get that in free agency? Like, Sue got similar, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought... I didn't know if you saw that, yeah. $21 million. He turned Apparently, down $21 yeah. million a year. That's what, it, that's what I saw today, yeah. He's not going to get done. I reckon, though, if that's the case, mm. let him play this year, tag him at $9 million, the D-tackle tag... Then tag him again for another year at $15 million. Yep. Then by that point, you've had him for three more years. They're in their window. Hopefully, you've won a Super Bowl by then. Yep. And then you walk. You let him walk. Yep. That's the thing. The tags and allow him to keep him. Yep. Uh, up next, we'll uh, play a quick clip. <laughs> of the. Uh, I've heard good things about this clip. Johnny Manziel's CFL debut. I didn't edit this, but I found it and I had to, I had to use this clip. So... <laughs> That last one was bad. <laughs> the last one was bad. The the one where uh, he he passes and it's tipped. That's not his fault. So so and one of the it was four. a good play that one as well. He made a few guys miss. Yep. Look, I'm going to defend him a little bit. Yep. He got traded midweek. Yes. Started after like four days of practice. Yep. New scheme. Keep in mind, um, CFL is different rules, mm-hmm. so he has to learn that as well, which he, he has been, but it's still going to take time. Yeah. There's an extra player on the field. It's it's different. And the CFL have got like there wouldn't be many guys playing in the CFL that aren't Division One college ex Division One college players. No, there's a lot. Yeah, it's it's still 
it's definitely the next best league below the NFL. Yep. So it's not like it's a bad, it's better than college. They're yep. like CFL teams would beat college teams. So it's a good level still, but it's not a good start for him. No. Um, with a team, he playing good. That was his old team, Hamilton oh, Tiger Cats. So it's even harder for him. Jeremiah Massily, their QB, he threw for 300 yards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just to shut it up. Yeah. Just to end that topic. Yeah, yeah. well, oh, well, it's. Uh, I think this, this will be the last Johnny Manziel update for a while. Hopefully, this puts him into obscurity because um, he is, uh, unless you want to be doing a Johnny Manziel corner. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I should do an update each week. We, we'll, I'll, I'll put something together. Yeah, put something yeah. together. That song, though. That's, <laughs> that's very, did you say you didn't make that? No, I didn't make that, no. <laughs> that's very good. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so uh, Fitzy said, uh, did he complete any passes due to on teammates? He went 11 for 21, I think it was, overall for 104 yards. Yeah, and Josh just said he did get traded to the worst team in the CFL as well. Yeah, they, it's, they're not a good only team. Won one game. Yeah, so, so it's not a great situation to just jump in. No. Uh, and yeah, I think Regan says the O line didn't look very good either. <laughs> uh, the O line looked as strong as Romo's spine. <laughs> Regan, be very careful. All right. <laughs> no, that's uh, it's it's tough. Hopefully he improves. I, like I want Johnny Manziel back in the NFL. I think it'd be great. Be a great story. He's still yeah, young. He's got time. See how he goes. Yeah, we'll see. At this stage, it looks like the guy from the, the Sabercats or whatever is going to be the guy they're looking to put into the NFL next Tiger year. Cats, yeah, Massily. Yeah, we'll see. X Division One star at Oregon. He, mm. he might, we might get himself into a training camp next year. Never know. You never know. No. Uh, up next, I guess we, we should talk about the Hall of Fame game. We had yeah. football finally. So the Ravens won seventeen sixteen. Yeah. Bears went for a two point conversion at the end and failed. It doesn't really. I didn't even put the score on the running sheet because no. that's how little it matters. I thought my first takeaway was RG three looked quite sharp. I thought he looked good too. Didn't move super well, but that's kind of not his game now. But he looked strong in the pocket. He made some good throws. Um, I, I like he looked good enough in that game that you wouldn't want to take him off your roster. No, because like you know you want three competent quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And he suits if you're going down the Lamar Jackson track at some point. He suits that role more than Joe Flacco does if you're going to adjust your offense for it. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson came in, played the whole second half. He had some plays where he looked electric in yes. the open field. No, he did. What He looks like a running back when he gets into space. Linebackers had a lot of trouble even getting a read on him, yep. let alone getting him on the ground. He got extra yards by making guys miss. He looked great. He threw a really good touchdown to Hayden Hurst, who was their other first-round pick. Yep, it was yep. a nice play. His first touchdown pass and his first touchdown. Yep. It was just... So that was awesome. That was yep. a good play. And then there was the bad. He made a really bad throw on a uh, comeback route where he just underthrew the ball. Cornerback jumped it and picked it off. Yep. He, that, that's going to happen. He it had wasn't time in the pocket. He looked bad. Fault. The wide receiver didn't fight either, though. No, so the wide receiver was a bit low. Yeah. you got to think he was playing with third and fourth string guys yes. as well. He yeah. And O-line men. Yeah. And he was playing against third and fourth string guys too. So it's not the real game. But I thought from what I saw, it didn't change my opinion on him in any way. Um, no. When I first watched it, I thought I thought it had. And I went back and you know watched it properly, watched every play a few times. He had some really good moments. The bad plays he had were when he was under pressure yep. or when the play kind of didn't materialize. The receiver didn't get open. It didn't work the way it was supposed to. You know, third and long, that, that sort of stuff. And all quarterbacks, not all, yet young quarterbacks, are going to struggle in those situations. So it didn't change my mind on him. No. 
And and it wasn't like a secret. Most people said, most analysts said that he was of all the QBs taken in the first round, he was the least NFL ready. Hundred percent. He looked fine. He looked. He did not look out of place at all. No. Him or RG three, they both looked great. Yep. So I, I'm. I think all three of them will make the roster. Obviously Flacco, because he didn't play. You'd think he's going to be the starter. He'd have yeah. to be. Yeah. I think with Jackson and RG three, but Jackson might start the season as the third string and really get to learn. Yeah. Um. And you know, RG three is not the worst guy to learn from. I wouldn't imagine. He's had some pretty. No. He's had a pretty up and down career. He could tell you what it's like at the top and at the bottom. So not many guys can do that. Yep. Uh, the other guy I wanted to highlight. Kamale Correa, the middle linebacker. He was the third string middle linebacker. He might have just elevated himself. He had three sacks, an interception, and a forced fumble. He was all over the field. They had him playing outside linebacker, middle linebacker, D-end at one point. He played outstanding. He instantly took my eyes. Just every play, he was just roaming around. That second middle linebacker spot next to CJ Mosley is up for grabs right now. So... He did everything in his power to try and steal that, and who knows if he keeps playing like that, he's you know he's got he's a chance. So a feel good story. There's always a a good preseason guy that doesn't always work out, but this he, he could be the guy this year that gets it going. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then other than that, we we've got a full lineup this weekend of of football. Finally, you know it's finally back. We got preseason games. And we got you said Monday, but it, it starts on Sunday because we got Saturday games because Cole's oh. not on yet. Yeah. Saturday games, yeah, yeah. So the Vikings are on against Denver on Saturday. Is that a fun? Oh, I didn't no, no, you didn't refer back when we were talking no. about someone else. I just was letting you know that they started on that that game will be on Sunday. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, look, I, I'm. It's preseason, but I think the big thing about preseason is if you're a fan of our team, you'll watch. Like I won't watch every preseason game. There's no doubt. I will not watch it. I'll watch the highlights, but I'll watch the Cowboys and I'll review guys that. I want to know how they go on a yep. live stage. And yep. that's what everyone should be doing for their for their team. Yep. Um, second, Luca DeAngelis, he's a new guy. He's got a, a good blog I've been reading. Um, Correa played outside linebacker for most snaps, only four snaps inside. And he got a pick when he was in there, so that's pretty good numbers. Um, he struggles a bit inside, but outside his natural position and was a second rounder for a reason. So a guy with some high upside there. So thanks for the uh, update there. Luca, sorry, Luca. Thanks for the update, and I guess get into the NFC South. Yes, let's do it. Hi guys, JA here. Make sure you all head over to our Patreon page and sign up. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash the Vault Studio. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the Vault Studio. For only five dollars a month, you can receive a bonus podcast help support the studio so we can continue to bring you all of our great podcasts and content. Enjoy the show. All right. Uh, up first, we'll go with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, bring it up. I'll read out the additions. So, um, oh, you wanted me a host so I can fuck up people's names. Yeah. you oh, And you dollar. swore. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a dollar each now. <laughs> All right, so some additions in the offseason. They added Brandon Fusco, the guard, Justin Bethel, cornerback, Terrell McClain, D-tackle, Logan Paulson, tight end, Ron Parker, safety, uh, some key subtractions, uh, Derek Coleman, the fullback, Andrew Roberts at wide receiver, Ta- Taylor Gabrielle at wide receiver, Adrian Claiborne at defensive end, Dontari Poe, defensive tackle, Levine Toyolo? 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 I can't even say that one. Yep. So. And uh, Taron Ward at running back. 
Yeah, so they, they lost a few guys. Nothing massive there. I like Justin Bethel as their solid slot corner. Logan Paulson, the tight end, kind of replaced Lavoine Toyolo, Toy, Toyolo, I believe it's pronounced. Yes. Ron Parker replaces, you know, that spot at safety. Terrell McLean's going to be a, a downgrade from Datari Poe, but it's a guy. They've, they haven't really added anyone I'm excited about, but they're not terrible and they're cheap. So yep. they're, just, they're just roster fills at the moment. Yep. Uh, and let's go quick to the draft. So, as we know, um, as most of us would know, they took uh, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver out of Alabama, in the mm. first round. Um, that's a good pick, I think. Yeah, that I was, think I think, really on the pick. draft day, that was one of my favorite picks. Yep. I thought he'd go earlier. Um, and then the second round, they took Isaiah Oliver out of Colorado. Uh, third round, Deidrin Sennett. Uh, fourth, Ido Smith. Sixth, they took Russell Gage and... Yep, Foy Esede Olokan from Yale. He's probably smarter than me. Foysede Olokan? Yeah, sounds good. That's a tough name. That is a tough name. Yes, uh, uh, the guy I like there, Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I lead that into what I like? It's, Go for it. Yep. It's their receiving call. It's their personnel yep. on offense. They're, you know, Julio Jones, obviously outstanding guy. Calvin Ridley, now added. Muhammad Sanu becomes their slot guy. Austin Hooper's a solid tight end. I really like him. As, you know, the fourth guy on that receiving core, he's going to get a lot less coverage. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback, obviously. And then you've got Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. There's not many running back tandems that good in the NFL. So they're loaded at the per, the offensive personnel position. And, yep. yeah, I, I can't help but think... You know, even a guy like Justin Hardy, who's their four-string receiver, he's a really solid guy. So, Calvin Ridley, I think he's going to do really well this year, and it's going to open up a lot for Julio Jones. Yeah, that's that's very similar to what I said. I, I said what I like, just firstly, I like the team. I think they have a solid overall team, not a lot of glaring holes, but I especially like the offense. I think the offense is just a solid unit. Yeah. As a whole, that's what I like. They're just... They didn't play as well last year as they did on that Super Bowl attempted run in 2016, but they did. It's not like they did bad last year. They were still a very solid team, and I think that they've made a lot of moves to just improve that this year. <laughs> Fitzy, is that DJ's penis poking up? No, it's our resident chef Trent, Trenton's who's came and made us some cheesecake and some peppermint rumbles. Yep, and they are delicious. So. Sophie's enjoying them upstairs right now. And she's texting me saying how good they are. So welcome. If you see anyone popping in, there's no no one sneaking in to get us. It's just Trenner. Uh, what don't you like about them? I I, I couldn't think of anything, to be honest. Who, who did you put? I, you put? I went specific. Yeah. I don't like their run defense. Yep. I think they've got good pass rush. But, you know, Vic Beasley, Brooks Reed, Tack McKinley, their edge rushes. Grady Jarrett's a good inside defensive tackle. But other than that, they don't have a lot, you know, Jack Crawford, he's a, a more of a pass-rushing interior lineman who hasn't really done a lot. Derek Shelby, again, another edge rusher. I like their middle linebacker, Deion Jones. I think he's a really good sideline-to-sideline guy, but his ability to take on blocks is his weakness. So all in all, I think if teams want to attack them, that's where they may try and do it, is go after their, their run defense. Yep. Uh, breakout player, uh, who'd you have? Oh, I actually have Deion Jones, their breakout player. He yep. had a really good year last year. I'm expecting him to take that extra step up, and it might help solve that shaky run defense I'm expecting. But yep. if he turns into what he's got all the ability and all the pieces 
to make it happen. It's just going to be up to whether he can. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to really break out this year. Yep, I had um, Calvin Ridley. Um, I think he's going to do real well because yep. you've got you've got those two plus the rest of the receiving core. There's just lots of options, and I think that that's just going to open him up a bit, and he's going to be able to just get a lot of passes, just farm passes. I think he's going to. It's kind of hard to not be a breakout in your first year, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's right. a it's a solid idea. Uh, who do you have for offensive? Um... I went Devonta Freeman for yep. offensive. I just think he's. I think Julio is the best player on the offense. And don't get me wrong, I just think Devonta Freeman's going to do so much more as an all round running back. He's going to get a lot more stats. He catches the ball. He runs the ball really well. He protects really well. He's a good all round guy. And defensively, I'm going down Jones. Snap. All right, I had uh, Julio Jones. Oh. Uh, Julio, and then on defense, I also had Deion Jones. I think he played really well last year. His rookie season was already a great year, and then second year, I can only see him going up. I mean, I, I think he was a second round pick, and uh, just off the top of my head, if that's the case, he's a steal. Yes, yeah, he played real well last year. Hundred uh, percent. Up next, we've got the Panthers. So some key additions. Dontari Poe, D-Tackle, Jarius Wright, the wide receiver, Ross Co- Cockrell, uh, cornerback, Denora Searcy, safety, C.J. Anderson, running back, Ladarius Gunter, cornerback, Ken John Barner, running back, Torrey Smith, wide receiver, uh, some key subtractions, Kirk Coleman, the safety, Jonathan Stewart, running back, Charles Johnson, defensive end, Russell Shepard, wide receiver, Star Latuli Lee. Star Latulale. Yep, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, I always struggle with the um, like the Tongan and Samoan and uh, like the. Do you know Pacific what you have to Islander. do? You have to hear someone say it properly yeah. first, and, they, and then you can like practice in your head when they've said it. It's like in Dharma and Sue. I didn't know how to say that at first, but I just said it. I heard so many people say it that I just learned. Just I didn't learned. learn it on my own brain. I learned it from other people. Uh, Andrew Norwell, the guard, and Derek Anderson, the QB. So look, the, the big addition here, the big loss and the big addition for me was Starla Tulele was a, a big loss. He was yeah. a, a, a Pro Bowl D tackle, but then they bring in uh, Don Terry Poe to replace that spot. I think they're going to be much of a muchness. They're both going to be just as good for each other. So that was a great move. Other than that, it's just a lot of swap for swap of, you know, okay players. The only other guy, the loss, which was big, was Andrew Norwell, who went to the Jaguars. He was by far their best offensive lineman last year on a, an offensive line that wasn't great. So that's a big loss for them. Yep. Um, what would you like? Who do you like? Uh, do you want to do rookies first or do my work first? Oh, of course, rookies, sorry. Come on, Dan, what are you? Jeez. God, you're just learning, you're just learning, just learning. It's all right. All right, so the draft. Mm. Uh, in the first round, they picked up DJ Moore, wide receiver out of Maryland. Uh, second round, Dante Jackson out of LSU. Third round, Rashawn Golden out of Tennessee. Fourth round, they got Ian Thomas and Mark Keith Haynes, fifth round, Jeremiah Carter Jr., seventh round, Andre Smith and Kendrick Norton. Look, obviously DJ Moore, first receiver off the board. It was a need. They desperately needed that guy. So I like that. If he's going to be, a lot of people have compared him to Steve Smith. So the fact that he lands in Carolina, he's a really good route runner. He's going to give Cam Newton that solid wide receiver that can get open. Yep. It's just whether Cam Newton's going to be accurate enough to utilize him as a talent. That was my... I thought they'd go Calvin Ridley because what Cam Newton can do is throw the ball downfield. Yeah. So it's a bit easier. But they went for a you know a, a possession sort of guy. So yep. I don't... We'll see how it works out. I would have gone Ridley, but they're both outstanding receivers and the best two receivers in the draft. So yep. 
it wasn't a bad call. No. Uh, doing what I like. Yep. Their front seven. Yeah. Uh, I think Dontari Poe, who I just mentioned, coming in is massive. They've got Calvin Short still, who's outstanding. Mario Addison's a really solid uh, rush end. They also bought back uh, Peppers, who's going to be a rush end for them as well. And then you get into their linebacking core. Thomas Davis, Luke Cookley, Shaq Thompson. There is no better linebacking core in the league. Just not even close. There's nothing close to that, how good that is. Yep. That front is going to be so hard to run against. The pass rush concerns me a little bit, but all in all, that, that front seven is going to be very, very difficult to go against. Yep. Um, I like the wide receiver options. Yeah. They've got a lot. Adding DJ Moore, just another a good threat. Um, and then picking up Torrey Smith certainly helps. Um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, like you say, Cam's maybe not the most accurate, but it's always good to give him as many options as he can. And we'll see what happens. Uh, that's, that's who I like at the moment. Let's Torrey know. Smith was a great trade as well. Yep. Because Daryl Wally, who they traded for him, is he was he spent three days in jail and is currently on a two-year probation for, uh, I think it was drink driving or whatever he did. So I can't remember exactly. but So they basically traded a troubled guy away who wasn't even going to play for them in the end yep. for a solid receiver. So that ended up being... They, they obviously didn't know that at the time, but it's, sometimes things just work out, and that certainly worked out for them. Yep. Uh, what do you hate? <laughs> I'm going to cop some backlash, backlash for this. I don't like the offensive line, but what I hate is Cam Newton. I think this guy... I think I had him as number four quarterback in the league. Yep. I think what he does for an offense is dynamic. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers can use him correctly. I don't know if anyone in the NFL knows how to use this guy correctly. What concerns me with him is he's such a dynamic player, but his main strength isn't throwing the ball. And for a quarterback, that's a pretty important trait to have. He's inaccurate, he's inconsistent, and when things don't go his way, he collapses. And the year they made it to the Super Bowl... He was outstanding all year. They were dabbing. They were carrying on. He won the MVP. He was awesome. Come Super Bowl, what, fourth play of the game, he gets stripped. They score a touchdown. From that moment on, he was a completely different guy than he'd been all season. Yep. That concerns me. You can't get rid of him because he's such a good player. He's a former MVP. He could win MVP again this year. I just don't know if they're ever going to win a Super Bowl with him as quarterback, and that's what worries me. They're caught in a limbo right now offensively of what they do. Yep. Um, I hate – you touched on it briefly, but I'll go super specific. Letting Andrew Norwell walk. Yeah, terrible move. Yep, because that offensive line is not great, and you let probably the best player on the offensive line walk into free agency. Well, the strength was of that offensive line was Trey Turner, Ryan Khalil, and Norwell. Yep. That The interior line was what the strength is. Now Larson's going to come in. This guy's not going to be good. And then it's going to affect Ryan Khalil because he's going to have to cover for him and help him. It's going to affect the whole line. And the, the tackles have never been good. Williams and Khalil. Khalil, the ex-Viking, as I'm allowed to mention. You're not. Yep. Uh, but, you know, these guys... Khalil had an awesome first year in the NFL and then just stopped trying. The, these guys are not motivated by team. And I don't know. I, I just... I don't... Letting Norwell walk was could be one of the biggest mistakes they've made because you need to keep Cam Newton healthy and upright and he does not do well under pressure and interior pressure is hard to fight. So we'll see how it goes, but I, I really agree with you there. Yep. So Reagan says um, he about Cam Newton, he's a modern Michael Vick. There's no coaching scheme for that. It's amazing to watch, but you just can't coach it. I, yeah. w- I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. No, I don't think that's an, that's no. an unfair statement no. by, by Reagan there. 
Um, breakout player? Breakout player. This is a, I actually really struggled with this. I'm going to say Shaq Thompson, yep. the linebacker. He's been good, but not great. Thomas Davis and Kukli, especially Kukli, have taken the limelight. But Davis is getting older now, so I think Thompson's snaps are going to go up. And I think he's going to turn into, you know, that second fiddle there and Thomas Davis will start to disappear. He's 34 years old, so yep. he'll start to fade away a little bit. So I think Shaq Thompson's going to be that guy that's going to step it up a notch this year. Yep. Um, I had uh, Dante Jackson, the second round draft pick. Okay. Um, He'll probably start. From what I saw at training camp so far. And Ross Cockrell was the guy we reported last week who broke his leg. Yep. So he's like he won't play till mid-season. Yep. Um, I've just seen a lot of video of him just playing really well i mean yeah. and and one thing you can say about the nfl is you can judge a player by his first week at training camp that's what that's what they all say everybody says that no you can't <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost had me convinced then <laughs> uh mvps i have greg olson on offense yep uh and luke kukley on defense well then i'll just go on to the next person because that's what i had okay fair <laughs> enough. up next we got new orleans the Big Easy, you know? That's what they say. Is that what it's called, the Big Easy? Yeah. I never realized that's what it was called. <laughs> All right, so key additions. Uh, Kurt Coleman, safety. Patrick Robinson, cornerback. Tamario Davis, uh, linebacker. Tom Savage, QB. German Bushrod, the guard. Benjamin Watson, tight end. Subtraction, Senio Clemente. Uh, Delvin Brew. Willie Stade. Delvin Bro. Bro. It's Francais. Yeah, well, he would have fit in perfectly there. Yeah, French Quarter. That's that? where he's from. Willie Snead, uh, Chase Daniel, Zach Line, and Jonathan Feeney, Freeney. I think the big loss there for me is Willie Snead. He's a solid slot receiver. Out of those guys, he's probably the only real loss. Uh, they added Tom Savage, lost Chase Daniel, much of a muchness. They added Jerome Bushrod, lost Senio Calamante. Like they're they're both much of a muchness. Um, Benjamin Watson's a nice addition. I don't know if he's an amazing addition. You know, Kurt Coleman comes in. What I don't have on there is Kenny Vaccaro. They lost from safety. That's, that's my mistake. So Kurt Coleman kind of replaces Kenny Vaccaro there. There's nothing major there that gets me excited, and there's nothing that's left that makes me really worried. Yep. Um, draft. draft. So in the uh, first round, they took Marcus Davenport. So they traded up for him, which yeah. was massive. Um, Traquan Smith in the third round. In the fourth round, they took Rick Leonard. In the fifth round, they took Natrell Jamerson. In the sixth round, they took Cameron Moore and Boston Scott. And in the seventh, they took Will Clapp. Will Clapp is a good name. It is a good name. That's a great name. Look, again, uh, Marcus Davenport, we'll see. They gave up a first-round pick next year to go up and get him. Yep. <laughs> they better get it right. That's all I'm going to say. Because if they miss there... That's massive payment. If they get it right, pairing him up with Cameron Jordan, or sorry, Jordan Cameron, that's going to be a really nice edge rushing team there. Yep. Uh, what do you like? The man you just mentioned, Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron, yeah. Um, what's not to love? Highest rated edge rusher last year. 13 sacks, 10 batted passes. That's the highest in the league. And 74 QB pressures. That's massive. I mean, as long as you got him, very yeah, nice. I, I tend to agree. What I really like, though, is their offensive line. Unlike yep. some of the teams I mentioned tonight, Tron Armstead, when he's healthy, is a top five left tackle in the league. 
Andres Pete's a former first-round pick tackle that's moved to guard and really found his spot. Max Unger's one of the top centers in the league when he's healthy. Larry Warford is a really underrated guard. He came from Detroit. He's going to be a great fit. And then Ryan Ramsick, the right tackle who's a first-round pick last year that had a surprisingly good rookie year in the NFL. If all those five guys stay healthy, they're going to be a really, really strong offensive line. And when you've when you're protecting a guy like Drew Brees, if you can give him time, it's going to be very, very good for them. I just think that line's going to be dominant this year. I think so. The next one, what I hate, um, it's not that what I hate. This is a bad term for it, but I'm I'm worried about the offensive line. Okay, injury wise, because of injuries. Yeah. Um, like well, you say, it it's a great overall. It's a great mm-hmm. line, but they've just had a lot of injuries. Um, Pete's returning from his broken leg that he yep. had. That what he broke it. Not long into it was, it was. I think it was like three quarter. It was just before the playoffs, I believe. Oh, it wasn't the first playoff game. Might have been. Yeah. 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 So, so he hasn't had a ton of time to recover. I mean, probably enough. No, I yeah. guess the idea is they've got Jim on Bushrod, who they signed from Miami, so he can come in and hold that spot for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I understand what you mean. They haven't been healthy. Teron Armstead's yeah. been hit and miss the last couple of years. He misses a lot of games, and if he's not playing, then you got to move Ryan Ramchek to the other side, and then you're bringing in guys who. You know, you're, all of a sudden you're moving the deck chairs around, and yep. uh, also Max Unger's had in, had injury issues too. So I yeah. can understand where you come from there. It's yeah, if the five starters are in and they play 16 games, they will be very very good. Yeah, if they don't, it could be real bad. And and it's it kind of says something about the team that that's what I chose because there's not. I mean, well, we'll see what you have to say, but there's not a ton of other problems with this team. It's a great no, great they've got, team. This is a great this team. Is, this is a great division overall. Mm-hmm. This is a very solid division. And I don't think, I think only, I don't think a team's gone back-to-back division champion for like 12 years in this division. Yep. Which is insane. It's just such a competitive division. Do you want what I hate? Yep. It's their linebacking core. Okay. Um, Demario Davis is a solid linebacker. I think he has a suspension as well, a four-game suspension, I'm I'm pretty sure. Manti Teo's still trying to find his girlfriend, so yeah. he's going to struggle. No, with all seriousness, though, he's, he's not a great linebacker in the NFL. AJ Klein was good last year, but then got hurt. So who knows how he's going to recover from that. You know, Alex Anzalone, Kiki, Kiki, I can't say his last name, Kihaha Huali had a really good rookie year and then did his ACL last year and missed the whole year. So we'll see how he comes back. There's just a lot of questions on that linebacking core and I don't know a lot of answers to it. The only answer I know is that Manti Teo is not great. Yep. And he, he'll probably be starting. So that that's a concern for me in a league in a division that's going to be very good at running the ball. Atlanta, Carolina, Bucks. We'll see, but they're definitely the two better teams. Atlanta and Carolina are going to run the ball on them. You want good linebackers because you got to win those four games. Yep. Uh, who do you have for breakout player? Breakout player. I have Von Bell, the strong safety. I think he was solid last year. Um, I also I almost picked Marcus Williams, but I actually think Marcus Williams had a breakout year last year. He was that good. If it wasn't for that playing Super Bowl, he would have been. Definitely the guy. But Von Bell, for me, he's going to be that down-in-the-box safety. I think he's going to do good things for them, especially with their lack of linebacker core. I think he's going to have to pick up a lot of the slack as a tackler, and that'll get his numbers up and, and help him be that breakout guy. Yep. I got uh, Cameron Meredith, the, yeah. the wide receiver. Love that. So um, he was at the Bears. Yeah, he was at the Bears. Undrafted, goes to the Bears, plays real well, tor- tears his ACL. Uh, he's now there, and he's got Drew Brees thrown to him. Wow. Yeah, and like he's got Michael Thomas, the starting receiver, Ted Ginn, who's a really solid number two. 
So he's going to be the you know that slot guy. He's going to he's going to get some targets there. I think he's going to have a good year. And I really I actually thought the Bears shouldn't have let him walk, but yep. they did. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, MVPs. MVPs defensively, I'm taking Marcus Williams. Okay. I think he was outstanding last year. As I said, if that wasn't for that playing that Super Bowl, people would see him in a completely different light. Let's forget about that one really bad moment in his career and hope that he can build on a fantastic rookie year. Uh, and then on offense, I'm going with Mark Ingram. I think people are going to say, why not Alvin Kamara? Ingram suspended for the first four games as well. But Kamara, what people don't understand, had one of the most consistently good, efficient seasons in actually the most efficient season in NFL history. Yep. That stuff just doesn't get repeated very often. I can't see him repeating being like he had almost eight yards a touch. I can't see that happening again. I think Ingram's the more solid guy. He's going to get more touchdowns, more yards, um, whereas Kamara will probably come back to earth a little bit. So I just think Ingram's going to be that guy there. Fair enough. I'll just go the opposite. I think Kamara... He's going to keep going? I don't know if he'll back it up, but if he comes close, I think yeah. that that's enough to be MVP on the, on, on the offense for the team. Yeah, and then I think Michael Thomas is the other guy. Obviously, Drew Brees is going to be up there, but yep. I think Michael Thomas is the only other guy I could see that receiver. He had a very, very good year last year under the radar. And uh, defense, I got Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore, yeah, that's the other guy I, I couldn't work out. They had such a good draft class. Like, okay. Their draft for the last two or three years has just been amazing. Yep. You know, A lot of people forget they got Ryan Ramchek two years ago as well and Michael Thomas, then get Alvin Kamara. Sorry, they got they got Alvin. They got Mike. Um, they got Ramjack the same year as Alvin Kamara, and then got Marcus. They got Ramjack, Kamara, and uh, the safety all in that same year. That's just that's just amazing. I can't believe that happened. So yeah, massive. I think the Saints can be a pretty good team this year. So we'll see how that goes. Yep, I would agree. Uh, up next, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Uh, so key additions: uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Vinnie Curry, Ryan Jensen, Chandler Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Whatever. I'll He's a kicker. I'll pronounce it however I want to. Hey, give kickers are people too. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Unreen, uh, Bo Allen, and then some key subtractions. Robert Ayers, TJ Ward, Joe Hawley, and Robert McLean. Uh, I, I think... The biggest sign there, everyone's going to say Jason Pierre-Paul. He'll be a really good addition. But the best guy they've added there is Vinnie Curry from the Eagles. Also, Bo Allen from the Eagles. These guys were rotational guys at the Eagles. That's because they had so much talent. Uh, they're going to be massive, massive guys there. And, and Ryan Jensen got paid way too much money. But they've obviously had something in mind in free agency because pretty much other than a kicker, all they added was defensive and an offensive lineman. So... They knew what their weakness was last year, and they they're trying to fix that. Yep. Um, the draft in the first round, they took probably my favorite player, um, Vita Vey. Mm-hmm. I really liked him. Uh, then they took Ronald Jones, MJ Stewart, Carlton Davis in the second round, and then in the third, Alex Kappa. In the fourth, Jordan Whitehead. In the fifth, Justin Watson, and in the sixth, Jack. Sichi. Yeah, I think the again what I've just said, they've added D lineman and offensive lineman. Yep. Vita Vey with the first pick. You're gonna put him in with those guys. Plus they already have Gerald McCoy. They have two very good linebackers. Yep. I think that defense is gonna be really good and that's yep. what they're trying you can see what they're trying to do with their free agency and draft. They're trying to improve Absolutely. specific areas that have let yep. them down. It's a smart move. The yep. question's gonna be can Dirk Cutter make the most of it? 
So, what do you like? What I like, I like their receiving core. Yep. I think Mike Williams is one of the top receivers in the NFL. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to get cut. I think Chris Godwin's going to step up and take that second string spot. And then Cameron Brait is a really, really good tight end. And then OJ Howard was my steal in the draft last year. I think as a group, that's a really, really strong receiving core. And they're going to be pretty uh, dynamic with those tight ends as well. Those tight ends can line up anywhere. So it's going to be a good start. Yep. I like uh, the good defensive line. Like there's a lot of solid in that defensive line. I like adding Vita Vey, as I already said. I think he's a great pick. JPP, that's another great addition to it. I can give you eight solid reasons why he's a, a, a good player. Um, not that one went over. Because <laughs> he's only got eight fingers. Um, <laughs> and adding Vinny Curry, like you said, like that's just... Added some good guys. That That's that's a great addition, yeah. Richie, who everyone knows Richie Garraway, he's uh, mentioning Buccaneers suck balls and shocking first pick. What a reach. I don't think Vita Vey was a reach. That's where he was pretty much predicted to go. So, yeah. well, he's calm your farm, Garraway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you hate? Um, well, I didn't know we could do this until like two weeks ago, but um, coaching staff. I don't think <clears throat> Dirk Coder has the skill to turn him around. Like, there's Smart. a lot of there. There's a lot of improvements that they've made over the past year with personnel, but I don't think he's the coach that's gonna fix it. He's uh, not, well, I'm gonna add a little bit to that. Yep. I hate the coaching. And then Jameis Winston added on that. The fact that he's going to miss the first three games yep. should have been six. I don't know how he got away with it, but he did. It's going to be, he's going to miss the first three games. It's going to be a big deal. The coaches as a whole, like Dirk Cutter, I don't love him as a coordinator, as an offensive guy. I just He hasn't done a great job there with a lot of talent. And then defensive coordinator Mike Smith is one of the most vanilla defensive coordinators in the history of the NFL. He, you know, he had a chance to have an Atlanta in a really good position and couldn't do it. As a whole, that whole situation, the leadership situation, that's what worries me about these guys. I just, I, I is anyone expecting Winston to come back? I honestly think Fitz, Fitzpatrick to maybe win the job while Winston's suspended if he comes I, in and plays half good. I wouldn't be surprised. Fitzpatrick exactly. falls in his starting positions all the time. Yeah, and this is the world we live in. Um, Richie said they needed a new safety. Okay, Richie, calm down. Have they still got mine and Richie's favorite mate on their roster? No, they don't have it. Chris Conti, yes, they do. Richie, Chris Conti is still on the roster. Cannot believe it. But yeah, they've got a lot of strengths. But yeah, the coaching staff worries me. I just don't know if they can put they can use all these strengths and, and get it going. Yep. Uh, breakout player. Breakout player, I'm going with Quan Alexander. Yep. I already think this guy's an outstanding middle linebacker, but he just hasn't put it all together yet. I think this is the year he kind of one plays the whole season and starts to get some recognition for how important he is on that line with the additions they've made to the defensive front. Him and Levante David are going to be pretty much allowed to do whatever they want when it comes to linebacking. And he's very good when that situation comes. So I'm sitting Quan Alexander, the Quan to have a big year. Yep. I'm uh, expecting Vernon Hargreaves. Yeah. To okay. Finally get good. To live get up. good. Yeah. Yeah. Get good. Um, because of what he did before he was injured um, week 7 through 10, when mm. they made the switch defensively, they put him, he started lining up more like slot. Yep. And he, like, there you go, there, yards, yards allowed per coverage snap, weeks 1 to 6, 
2.16, and then bad. when they made that change, 0.401. That's just one of multiple things that changed for that 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 final three weeks. And then he he did he get hurt by injuries last year, so yep. and was a I think he was the 11th pick in the draft. So yeah, hopefully he can you know turn that around. And and if he doesn't, they've made some picks in this draft to to hopefully you know have someone behind him if he doesn't shape up if he doesn't start improving. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, who have you got for break? Oh, that, that was breakout, breakout wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Who have you got for offensive and defensive? Offensive MVP, I like Ronald Jones, the running back. Mm. The second, I think that's a, a solid second round pick. I, yep. I like taking running backs in the second round. Um, it's been very think, successful for teams doing that. I think that he uh, is going to really play very well. Oh um, yeah, and then on uh, and it's defense, a solid O line to run behind too. Yep, and then on uh, defense, I got Levante David. Yeah, hard to look past that guy. Yeah. Offensively, I have Mike Evans. I yep. think he had a, a down year last year, even though he had 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. It wasn't a great year for him. He got suspended, had that awful moment with Marshawn Lattimore against the Saints where he just lost his mind, got suspended. I'm expecting to see him come back with a lot more, you know, con- uh, what's the word, composure and yep. just be, be the guy he was his first couple of years. And then on defense, I'm going with Quan Alexander. I picked him as a breakout guy, I think. Yep. Like you look, Jason Pierre-Paul, Gerald McCoy, Vita Vey, and Vinny Curry. They've also got Mitch Unreen, Noah Spence, who was a great edge rusher, you know, high pick for them, Bo Allen as backup guys. That D-line is going to be big. It's going to be hard to move. And I just think these linebackers, Levante David or Quan Alexander, take your pick. They are going to absolutely eat this year. They're just going to be able to do whatever they want behind that defensive line, which is it's going to be great for them. And, could I don't know. I don't think this team will make playoffs. I, I, I really don't think they will, but it could be the reason that we're sitting here in January going, wow, Tampa Bay are there because their defense is so dominant. Yep. And, it, you know, the Eagles weren't great the year before before last either, so it doesn't take much to turn a team around. No. It takes a quarterback to break out and, uh, you know, some players to get going. So we'll, we'll see. Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So NFC South, NFC South, mark it off. So Don't AFC South it. next week. Yeah, probably. We'll make sure we're on the same page. But yeah, well, this time I won't do the wrong team. Yeah, I, <laughs> I spent all this time yesterday, last night, making all the stuff for AFC South, and then he sent me through. You do all the, the subtractions and additions, and you sent me through NFC South, <laughs> and it, this was at like three o'clock today or something. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just. Go home and change it all. It wasn't my proudest moment. No. It wasn't my proudest. And next week, we've got AFC South, which is Titans, Colts, Jaguars, and Texans, which is another massive... Like, I don't know if they're as talented as other divisions, but that's going to be a tight division race. Because yep. if Andrew Luck's back, you know, you've got the Jaguars and Titans who were playoff teams last year, and um, Deshaun Watson coming back healthy with the with the Texans and JJ Watt. Yep. Man, that could be anyone. Like, you could have three teams from that division this year. Absolutely. Um... Thank you for joining us. No, thank you. And you did a terrific job as host, Dan. I yeah. know you're a bit worried about it, I could tell. But no, I think you've done a, a, you've done a great job. It's a bit different. No, you did a good job, mate. It was uh it made my life easier too. I can just get 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 NFLing. Yeah. That's all you did. You put some pants on, you came down and I put didn't you know? even put pants on. Lucky this desk <laughs> lucky this desk disguises my legs. So uh, no, and thanks again to Trent for bringing yes, us some lovely you, cheesecake, Trent. which we're gonna start eating as soon as this podcast is over. Yep. Um like we said at the start, if you want to hit us up with some likes on Facebook, share this around, uh, rate us on whatever uh, podcasting app you use. 
You can follow us on Twitter. I'll actually bring that up. There's our Twitters at the Dan Stewart and at Jarther six five nine four. Um. Uh. Yeah. And of course, support the Patreon. We've mentioned it three times. Now. Patreon, Patreon and T-shirts. And everyone, t-shirts. only a week left, guys. Please Less just them. Yep. go, go and go and buy T-shirt. They, yep. they are awesome. So. Yep. Um, don't miss out. I don't know when we'll come around to do it again. So, because so many people have bought them, we might not come around. But everyone yeah. go out and get them. Because and thanks to John Elliott from yes. We Are Four again. Like absolutely, John, Horsey, you are an absolute legend, mate. So, oh, actually, before we get out of here, Trent, can you just pass me that uh, helmet that's in that box? Just got a quick shout out. Our very own Richard Garraway, who runs US Sports Gear. Organizes this helmet, the matte black and white. We've got some stickers coming. Yep. This is the Vault Studio helmet. So we're going to get some uh, Vault Studio stickers on it. But shout out US Sports Gear. Um, any football needs, pads, also softball, baseball, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yep. They're the best in this country by far, the cheapest, the most reliable. So hit them up. And Richie, we'll see you in a few weeks. But thank you very much for organizing this. And it looks better than we ever imagined. So cheers, mate. Yep. Thank you. Uh, don't go chasing field goals. Thanks for listening to the NFL podcast brought to 